what are we talking about today? Oh, I don't know. The three biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to customer journeys, what a customer journey is, why you need it, the laws that you must ensure to guarantee it, and I walk you through the last customer journey that you will ever need. So I'm going to take a sip of coffee. You're going to listen to the intro and then the episode. Enjoy, and I'll see you in the next one. Wait, no, I won't see you. Maybe you'll hear me, but no, just go listen to the episode. It's coffee time. I haven't had enough of it. Enjoy, and I'll see you. I said it again. Okay, go listen to the episode. Here's the intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Well, welcome back to another Friday episode of the Mind of George Show. Today's a special episode. Because today we're just going to interview me. It's going to be an interview of myself about customer journey. But let me tell you about this. This is going to be about the last customer journey that you ever need. This is going to be about the importance of a customer journey, what a customer journey is, why it matters, the biggest mistakes that people make, and exactly what you're going to do and why you need to have it and how you're going to build it because I am trademarking it as the last customer journey you'll ever need. This is one, two, three, four, five, 12 years of work, billions of emails sent, 500 companies, like billions in revenue generated to get to this point. And my team and I, Jay, sat down for the last four weeks and we went through 12 years of notes. Every consulting trip, every course I've taught, every mastermind I've taught, And we sat down and we combed through everything, everything. And I pulled out all the principles, all the stops, and rebuilt the entire customer journey model to be the last customer journey that you will ever need. That's it. That's my hook for today. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I've been teaching customer journey and email all day today. And so I just finished my second workout I'm actually still shaking from, uh, from my workout, which makes me feel good, gives me a ton of energy. And I'm excited to share this. And it's perfect because it leads up to the event in Montana. And I think we have nine tickets left, October 27th through 29th in Montana. And we're going to be building this customer journey for anybody who bought a ticket in person. We're going to build it and we're going to build it with you. And so I'm stoked on that. But you're listening to a podcast. You're not here to talk about what we're going to do in person. You're here to listen. But by the way, P.S., get your booty to Montana. If you don't have a ticket yet, shoot me a DM with the word Montana on Instagram. You know my gram. It's it's George Bryant. That's I-T-S-G-E-O-R-G-E-B-R-Y-A-N-T. Shoot me a DM with the word Montana. I will give you the link if there's any seats left, and then we will party together. Enough of that. And I'm sure I'm going to tell you life stories in the middle of this too, because holy moly, has it been a crazy couple of weeks. (sighs) The best way to summarize it is I feel like I had to tighten my seatbelt, super glue it, super glue myself to the seat, wrap myself in duct tape and cellophane and bubble wrap 
to enjoy the ride <laughs> that's been coming. But what a beautiful gift of life. I get to be here every day. I got another breath. I have an amazing family. We will always make it as we always do. And the game is to keep pushing forward. And it actually led me to start listening to a new book today, which I'm listening up or I'm looking up for you right now. Because it popped across my eyes because of what's been going on. And it's so good. I'm not done with it yet. I'm halfway through in two days, but it's called The Comfort Crisis. Embrace Discomfort to Reclaim Your Wild, Happy, Healthy Self by Michael Easter. And I got to say, the timing is divine and impeccable. So let me take a sip of coffee. My second coffee of the day. And let's start talking about customer journey on this very special solo cast, George's show, boom, customer journey. So what should I do first? Should I do the mistakes or should I do the what it is and why does it matter? Let's do the what it is and why does it matter? So what is a customer journey? A customer journey is a series of touch points that you design multiple steps over a period of time or steps to get a customer or a potential customer to the destination that you promised. That is a customer journey. A customer journey is a series of steps, milestones, pick your analogy, stepping stones, pick your analogy, that you intentionally design over a set period of time or steps to get them to the place that you promised to get them. For example, if you promised them that you would help them lose five pounds in seven days, well, your journey would be based on time that you intentionally design, knowing what they need to do every single day and what they needed to learn every single day in order to achieve that goal. If you sell them a product and they've never used it before, you would design a journey that would teach them how to use that product, what they would need to do, how to best use it, mistakes to avoid so they could use that product and achieve the goal that you desired. So that is the definition of what a customer journey is. Now, you'll hear me talk about customer journey and email almost like it's the same. They're not. The difference is, is a customer journey is multiple modalities. It can be email, it can be texting, can be many chatted, in-person, billboards. There's a lot of experiences, but I tend to build customer journeys with email as the backbone because it's a constant keel in the water and then I enhance above email. And I do this everywhere, in-person businesses, restaurants, it doesn't matter. It's the easiest, most direct and personal form of communication that exists that allows us to take people on a journey and then build on top of it, okay? So what is a customer journey is exactly what I said. Why does a customer journey matter so much? Well, in my opinion, a customer journey matters because it sets the paradigm for the entire relationship, right? It's a famous Maya Angelou quote. No one will ever remember what you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel. First impressions are everything, right? So normally a customer journey begins the moment after somebody has transacted with you. They've either given you their email address or they've given you their credit card. And either way, that was in exchange for something. Could have been exchanged for a product, a service, or anything. But that means in that moment... They made an emotional-based decision to trust you, to say, okay, you're the person that I want to help get me to where I want to go. 
And that first touch point, the intentionality of that journey sets the context for that entire relationship. It determines whether they're going to see it as positive or negative, whether they're going to succeed or not, whether they think you care or you don't, whether they feel transacted or not, whether they feel duped or not. It sets the lens in which they view you and will talk to other people about you for the entirety of your relationship. First impressions tend to stick and it's really difficult to change them once they've stuck. Can it be done? Yes, but it's way easier to set the right impression in the first place so that it works. So that is what a customer journey is and why it is so important, okay? Number two, I didn't say there were three things, but there are three things. Number two, a customer journey is so important and it's so important to be designed and built because the person must complete it. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by they must complete it? Well, the likelihood of you making money, making a sale, or your customer getting a result when you get their email or you get their credit card, and then in the middle of their journey, you try to insert a sale or an upsell is very slim. You're actually training distraction. You're actually training quitting. You're training not completing. And Things are open, right? The science of open loops, the Zygarnik effect is going to prevent them from actually committing and there's going to be unresolved conflict in their body. And so now you know what a customer journey is. You know why it's important. Here's a law that you should write into law in your life. If you are building and designing customer journeys, every one of you, and if you're not and you don't think you need one, I really don't know why you listen to my podcast But if you are, you need to have a law in place that you understand that they must complete the journey. Nobody likes not finishing. The difference between somebody finishing and not finishing has a dramatic effect on the success of your business. Finishing is huge. And so if you're going to take somebody through a seven-day journey, let them get through the seven days before you try to move them anywhere else so that they have completion, momentum, or something, okay? So you have to, have to protect that journey and you must complete that journey, okay? So number one, you know what it is and why it's important. Number two, you know that the journey must be protected and they must complete it. Number three, no one wants to do this alone. The fact that you are building a customer journey and having to think about it is a testament to the fact that there are other humans who want your help. I.e., when somebody asks for help, that's because they no longer want to do it alone. So they either ask for your help via email or messenger or with their credit card to achieve something or to get something or to gain something or to learn something or to do something. And if they wanted to do it alone, they would have. They wouldn't have asked you. They wouldn't have given you their info. They wouldn't have trusted you. And so your job is to design a journey where people feel safe and trust you so that if and when they get stuck, they ask for help instead of complaining or creating an anti-marketing machine. What do I mean by that? Well, if I say, hey, Jane, 
I'm going to help you lose 10 pounds in 30 days. And you're like, awesome, I'm in. And then you join and I send you one email that says, hey, Jane, this is why I created it. You know, I lost all this weight and blah, blah, blah. Here's what you need to do. And then you don't hear from me again until I sell you something like a couple weeks later and you're just left alone. You got an email, maybe a login to a course, and Jane never really took an action. She never really got a result. And then she got stuck. But because I wasn't there, I didn't make her feel safe. I didn't let her know that we were her team. Instead of Jane being like, George, I'm stuck. Jane's like, George, this didn't work. Or she doesn't even tell me. She tells her friends, I bought this. It didn't work. They don't care. They just try to take my money. They don't care about the results because she never felt safe enough to lean in and ask for support. To lean in and ask for support. And that goes back to number one because that first touch point set the paradigm for the entire relationship. So if I build a journey that is disconnected and cold and feels transactional in one way, there's no way for somebody to take it and then get unstuck or ask me for help when I've created an environment that doesn't support them. And here's a newsflash. You don't have a business without customers. These people on the other side, these amazing human beings on the other side of what you're building are the ones that pay your bills. They're the ones that keep the lights on. They're the ones that let you pay your employees and take your family on vacations and do all those things. You should be in a relationship with them. Can you imagine going into a retail store like an Apple store and every employee was dead silent the whole time, just mute? No communication whatsoever. They just talked at you, but you weren't allowed to respond. That's how most people build their customer journeys. It's mind-blowing to me. And everyone's like, George, what's the secret? How do you double a business or triple a business or quadruple a business? I was like, I talk to the customers and they talk back. And then I know how to help them. And that's true. Yeah, it's a lot more to it, but that's the simplest way to understand it. I talk, they talk back, and we help them, okay? No one wants to do it alone. Nobody wants to do it alone. Human beings are tribal creatures. We love community. We love being seen. We love being supported. We like people seeing us. We like participating. Look at your customer journey the same way and treat it like it was happening in real life, okay? So what is it? We covered it. Why does it matter? We covered it. The law that you must remember is they must complete the journey. You build a journey and you protect it. Then number three is you got to remember that nobody wants to do it alone. So in that journey, make sure that they feel like they're on your team, that they have a teammate, that they feel like they have a coach, a cheerleader, whatever it is that you're helping them do that they don't feel alone. People feeling alone, customers feeling alone, prospects feeling alone is probably one of the biggest enemies that you will have in your business, okay? So those are the three things at the tippity top of this, okay? Now, sorry, I was taking a sip of coffee. Now, what are the three biggest mistakes people make with customer journey? What are the three biggest mistakes people make? Mistake number one. (laughs) Seems so great. Not having one. Just simply not having a customer journey is the greatest mistake that you could make, okay? Number two is treating a customer journey like it's a one-way relationship, like it's a dictatorship. 
Like somehow your shit doesn't stink. So you can talk at people, but you never have to help them or respond or support them, right? No. Yeah, no. And then number three, it's a transaction machine. It's a transaction machine, okay? So let's break these down for you. Number one, not having one. (laughs) I watch so many people think they've made it because they're like, I sold my product. That's all I had to do. Uh, If you sell a product and somebody doesn't get a result, you're going to hate your life a year from now. People make this mistake all the time. I would rather not sell a product or a service than have somebody buy it and not be able to achieve the results. Because if they don't buy it, they can't go talk bad about me. They can't blame me. They can't say I didn't do my job. But if they buy it and they don't achieve the, don't achieve the results that I promised because I didn't build the journey, they are an anti-marketing machine. They're going to go use that 86% of word of mouth marketing and they're going to have nothing but bad things loaded into their gossip gun to say about me because all I focused on was closing a deal, not delivering on that deal. You can do all you want to go get somebody's phone number to go on a date, but if you show up to that date and you're silent, you're disconnected, that's not going to lead to a positive relationship. It's not going to lead to nurture, connection, or anything. Customer journeys are the same way. You can have the best product in the world, but if you sell it and people don't know how to use it or they don't use it, it's going to turn into an anti-marketing machine in your business. You can have the best supplement in the world, but if that supplement gets delivered to their house and it becomes shelf help, not only can they not use it, they can't tell their friends to use it. And then if their friends ever ask them, what they think about it, their only response is, it doesn't work. But they're not going to say it doesn't work because I never took it. They're going to say it doesn't work because you never created the customer journey to help them and hold them accountable to actually using it and achieving the benefit that you promised. And so for me, my biggest fear isn't that people don't buy my stuff. My biggest fear is that people buy my stuff and they don't use it or it doesn't work. That is the scariest thing for me. So mistake number one is not having a customer journey. Mistake number two, treating it like a one-way relationship. What do I mean by that? Exactly what I say. Talking at people, emailing people, communicating with people, telling them what to do, but not ever engaging and having a conversation back. Not ever asking questions, not ever asking how you can support, not ever connecting with the customers. Think about those times you've met somebody and you like meet somebody and like, hey, how are you? You're like, oh, no, I'm great. How are you? They're like, great. And then you say, as you should, oh, what do you do? <laughs> and then three hours later, they're still talking and you haven't gotten a word in edgewise. When you leave that conversation, how do you feel? Do you feel seen? Do you feel heard? Do you feel respected? Or do you feel jaded? Do you feel kind of like, whoa, what do you say about that person? How do you feel about that person? If I said, all right, hey, you're going to go to dinner with that person tomorrow for four hours. Would you want to go? Probably not. Because there was no space in that relationship for both of you. And marketing is a two-way long-term value-based relationship. I don't care. Pick a product, pick a service. I will give you examples all day. You are responsible for creating the world in which your customers live in where you communicate back and forth learn about them and service 
what it is that they're struggling with or what their needs are, right? That's why one of my marketing laws says everything you do has to be learning or serving your customers. Your job is to communicate with them so you can learn, but you can't learn if you don't communicate with them and you don't communicate with them if you just have a one-way relationship. So you have to design your world and your ecosystem and your business to be able to have a relationship with your customers. Just like Apple. Can you imagine if all Apple did was sell phones and didn't teach people how to use them? Wouldn't work well, right? You go in an Apple store, you get attacked by employees. Like it's actually crazy to me. Like it, it feels like I'm getting attacked by a beehive. You walk in, it's like employee, 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 employee. You can't walk 10 feet in an Apple store without somebody being like, hey, have you been helped? Have you been helped? Do you need anything? Can I answer any questions for you? You can't go pick up an iPhone without them. Do you have any questions? You want to know how to use it, right? Why? Because the safer they make you feel and meet you where you are in their process, the more likely you will eventually tilt in and adopt everything Apple. And so you have to make sure your customer journeys are two-way relationships. And then number three, treating it like a transaction machine. Straight up. I watch this one all the time. Hey, I got your email or you bought a product. So let me sell you another one. 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 Great. You're just going to burn bridges and you're going to end up with a pool of customers that will never buy from you again and are telling everybody else never to buy from you again. And then you have no new customers to find. It is okay to sell. We should sell. People want to buy. But can you imagine if every day you went into the coffee shop and you bought your same coffee, every day they try to sell you another one and another one and another one. And no matter how many times you said no, they just kept doing it. You wouldn't keep going back. If you sat down at a restaurant and had this amazing meal and they're like, do you want dessert? And you're like, no, thank you. What if they came back five minutes later and said, yeah, no, no, have dessert. And 10 minutes later, no, 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 you have to have dessert. You get to a point where you just get agitated and it's enough because they're not listening and they're not respecting you. They're not hearing you. They're not seeing you. Email is a tool. Customer journeys are a tool. But if you look at it just like it's an ATM machine, it's going to get empty because it's just going to get drained. Your bank account doesn't grow by simply always removing money. You have to make deposits. Customer journeys are no different. You have to make reciprocity deposits before you make withdrawals. People want to buy. They want to escalate. They want your offers. They want your upsells. They want your products, but they're not going to buy them if they haven't gotten results from the one before. Or if you keep convincing them every day or trying to convince them every day that what they have is not enough and they need more. What they have is not enough and they need more. That's bullshit. And it's a mistake I see all the time and it needs to stop. So the three biggest mistakes that I see with customer journeys are, number one, not having one. We broke that one down. Number two, treating it like a one-way relationship. We broke that one down. And then number three, treating it like a transaction machine. And we broke that one down. So now I need another sip of coffee. And then we're going to talk about customer journey. So a customer journey needs to be designed to do three things 
and these three things in order. Number one, your customer journey must be focused around creating results. It's the triple R's. Step number one, it has to create results. Got it? Step number two, it has to create retention. Okay? So number one is results. Number two is retention. And then number three is referrals. In that order. Your customer journey has to be designed before somebody gets into your world because your job is to know where your customers are and where you're going to take them, which means you know their before state and you know their after state. So you build a bridge between those two places and that journey has now been designed to know that if they do those things, they can get results. That's it. Once it's been designed, then you can sell it. And once you sell it and they sign up, that's where the retention piece comes in. Because now they have to go through that journey, be nurtured and held accountable through that journey until the completion of that journey to where they can then become a referral machine. Because when they're winning and using and accomplishing, they will be giving feedback and testimonials and inviting other people in until that journey is complete to then where their next journey starts, okay? So this is the last customer journey model that you'll ever need, okay? It's the one I've used. I'm gonna continue to use it. I'm never gonna stop using it. So I'm gonna talk about the nine steps of it, very high level because I can't build it for you on a podcast, but I would absolutely love, love for my team and I to be able to help you do this. So if at any point listening to this, At any point you want our help, you just need to DM me on Instagram the word customer journey. I'll ask you a couple questions and I'll be able to know where you are and then we'll be able to support you, whether it's my team building it, whether you need to come to the event, whether I have a training for you, I have a resource for you. It all comes when you shoot me a DM that says customer journey, okay? So when you think about the customer journey, in the results phase, i.e. designing the journey to get results for your customers, it's broken down into three areas. Really, really easy. Step number one is you must assess. Step number two is you decide. And step number three, you attract. Assess, you got to look at where they are and where they want to go. Decide, decide what journey you're building for them, duration, direction, and all our stuff around journeys. And then three, attract. Once you've assessed and then decided, you can then attract your customers to sell it because now you can confidently say, I know where you are, I know where you want to go, and I have a crystal clear map to get you there. That is the entire section of results. That is the simplistic way to build million, multi-million, centimillion dollar customer journeys. It's the same one I use across any company, any brand, any service. So the results section of the customer journey is simple. Step number one, assess. Step number two, decide. And step number three, attract. That is the results section of your customer journey. Once they complete that results section, i.e. they say yes or they sign up, they get into the retain section. And in the retain section is where we solve those mistakes. There's a clear journey designed. 
It's two-way communication, and it's actually about getting them results and not transacting, okay? So in the retention section, step number one is you acknowledge. Step number two is you prepare them and project them into the future. And step number three is you pre-handle anything that would get in their way and you get them excited about beginning. Now, I want you to understand and hear something. I already have your credit card. I already have your email address. We've already begun. But just because you signed up doesn't mean you start in that moment. My job as the leader, as the lighthouse, is to guide you in the best, most effective path to your success. That is not meaning that the moment you buy, I give you 17 videos and overwhelm you with all this stuff. No. It means that now I take you by the hand and I take you step by step by step where you should go to get the maximum return of results based on a simple journey. And so in the retention section, number one is I acknowledge you. Number two is we prepare you and then we project you into the future to see where you're going. And then number three, we pre-handle anything that would prevent you from succeeding and then we get you super excited to go. And that is the second phase of the customer journey. So phase number one is you have to create results for your client, right? Or I have to create them for you. And we go through three parts, assess, decide, and attract. Phase number two, retain. We acknowledge, then we prepare and project, and then we pre-handle and excite. And then we move into the third phase, which is refer. And refer is broken down into three parts where we commence, we embrace, and then we complete. Commence is when you actually begin to implement or to work on or to deliver the content that would create a result. Embrace is where you solve the mistake of the two-way relationship. You have open communication and it's really beautiful because your customers basically tell you exactly what they want, what they want to pay you more for, what they would need from you to keep buying your service or product or use it. It's a beautiful, beautiful part. And then the complete part is when you actually complete the journey and then utilize them as a referral engine. And so for everybody out there, it's like, I can't build a customer journey. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. All of you do. If you've ever texted a friend, if you've ever given a piece of advice, if you've ever taught something to somebody, you know exactly everything you need to build a customer journey. It requires intentionality and patience. And those are the two secrets to making it work every single time. And I am here to tell you that if I build or my team builds your customer journey, it will be the last one that you ever need because it applies across the board to a product, to a service, to a consulting, to a chiropractor, an optometrist, a physical product, a supplement, a backpack, even batteries. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what I need you to hear is that it doesn't require ninja strategies and tactics and cheats and a lack of ethics and tricking people and 17 upsells and four downsells and all this bullshit that doesn't really work that if you ever ran into in real life, you would literally get arrested for assault. Like if you took most internet marketing shit that you see and you put it into a grocery store or a car dealership, you'd get arrested. 
and think about it. Like, what do we hate about car dealerships? Oh, and they go into that finance office and negotiate. You know that's all a game just to emotionally wear you down and be about positioning because they know exactly the bottom they can let that car go at. And they're just breaking you down. But yet people still do it. But that's still like only 1% of the slimy that we see on the internet, right? Like, oh, well, let's have a quote-unquote tripwire. Like, F you, right? F you. That's what I say to that because I've seen a human being step on a tripwire in real life in combat. And I don't really want to treat my customers that way to think, oh, yeah, step on something that blows you up so I can get your credit card and then get more money later. No. Every single one of us, everyone listening to this podcast is a leader. Everyone, if you've ever sold a product, a service, you've coached anybody or anything or asserted that you can, you are a leader. Our job is not to sell a product or a service. Our job is to sell a product or a service to get them in and then put them on a journey to deliver the result that we promised. That's our responsibility. If we say, you're going to buy this supplement because it's going to help you do blank, that means that we also have an obligation to design the best experience or journey so that the only possible solution is that they achieve that goal, not that we sell it And then they say it didn't work and we gaslight them because we failed to lead them. Our job is to lead the horse to water. I can't make you drink, but if I don't go out of my way to make sure that you have the best possible chance to succeed with my product, my service, or my offering, I have failed myself and I have failed you. And there is zero way that I will ever succeed and neither will you. The end. Like the end. Take a sip of coffee now. That's just how I see it. That's it. So let me just make a very big blanket statement. If you have a product or service, if you want to have a product or service, or if you have any type of business or want to have any type of business, i.e. any single person listening to this, it is a requirement that you intentionally design and build a customer journey or you will have zero chance of ever scaling and succeeding. That's it. This is so important. It's so required. And it's so easy when done intentionally and correctly. And the beautiful part is that the essence of it makes you stand out, makes you be deeper than your competition And your business is built on the right thing, which isn't about convincing people to buy. It's letting the results people get, get everybody else to buy and allowing your confidence to come from everybody winning and achieving results, which literally makes you unstoppable. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. I didn't outline today's show, which is probably why it was a little bit messy. I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious right now because I didn't sit down and structure all the notes, but it was all my heart. It was all my, it was all my heart to share. I wanted to share it today. I wanted to do a special episode about it. I wanted it to be a solo cast. And so that's what I got. That's what I got. The last customer journey you will ever need. So let me be really clear. If you are an entrepreneur, a coach, a service provider, a physical product, whatever, there is not one of you that my team and I cannot help. So if you are working your booty off to try to get to your first $10,000 a month, shoot me a DM that says customer journey. 
because I have something to help you. If you're right around that eight to $10,000 a month and you want to get to 30 to 50, shoot me a DM that says customer journey because I can help you. If you're at that 15 up, $1,000 a month, shoot me a DM that says customer journey because I can help you. I've done it. My team done it. We do it all the time. We want to help you. No pressure because I will be the first one to tell you I am not the best fit for you. I don't have a solution for you. Hey, call my friend here. Call my friend here. I will refer most of you with ops stuff to my good Alex Sharfin for offer stuff to my dear friend Jordo from Drop Funnels. I just want to actually genuinely help and support you. And so the only way I can do that is if you take a step in a different direction. So customer journey, that's my specialty. Email, that's my specialty. Ethical marketing, that's my specialty. So if you're listening to this, we haven't worked together. You haven't had anything, shoot me a DM. If you can get to Montana, October 27th through 29th, I highly recommend it. If you're listening to this after that, keep DMing me Montana anyways, because I plan on doing these events nonstop. So even if this podcast is a year and a half old, I guarantee you I'm teaching the same exact thing and will be until the day I die. And so shoot me a DM and I will bring you to Montana. So that's what I got. I'm going to wrap today's episode. I appreciate you. I love you. Thanks for listening to the Mind of George show. And I mean that. Thanks for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Please keep listening. I try to pour every ounce that I can into this show for you. And if I can make it better, if I can answer any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. But all I want you to do today is think about your customer journey and DM me on Instagram, customer journey, if I can help. Have a beautiful day. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. So I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, it's time to cue that beautiful outro. Go. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.